Hey, it's Endog. Alright, baby. Alright, alright. Obi-Wan Kenobi, fucking jabroni. Sucking on the titty. Yeah, 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 you know me. I, I, I like ya. I, 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 I like ya. I wanna, 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 wanna dike ya. What does that mean? It means let's get another girl and let's have sex. You can say that I am a pervert. No, don't say I'm a pervert, actually. This is all consensual, by the way. Like, come on. What? Like, come on. Pure fire. Jim Carrey, liar, liar. I'm gonna play something called desire. I would like to touch on a butt. Touch on a butt. You, 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 you. What up, though? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Black Zeus, the podcast season three, episode 23. It is me, your host, with the most, baby. It's Black Zeus. Uh, I'm AKA Black Zeus on all social media. You already know that good stuff. We are back, as usual, on all platforms. Wednesdays, Spotify, iTunes, Google, and the YouTube Lube. All right, here's the Simpsons reference for today. Here it is. Way to breathe, no breath. I even gave it to you with the accent. That's right, with the accent. Ah, uh, that is Jimbo from the Quickie Mart, the episode where Bart sells his soul. He goes into the Quickie Mart, and all the the hoodlums are are shoplifting from the Quickie Mart. Or doing something. They're writing bad words. That's what they're doing. They're writing bad words on the ice cream freezer. They're like going like this. <sighs> like heating up the window and then writing bad words in it. And then they tell Bart to do it. And then he goes like. <sighs> and nothing happens because he sold his soul. And that's the way they decided to get that across. And then Jimbo's like. Way to breathe. No breath. Been saying that line my entire life. Why not on the podcast? I'm so happy to be back this week. Fuck, man. So much is happening. Remember the last few weeks? Took a little break. No shows. Kind of chilled out. I did the opposite this past weekend. I did five shows on Saturday. And if you're an artist, don't do that to yourself. Pace yourself, baby. Because holy fuck. A lot of shows, man. The only reason I was able to get that many off in one day was because the first one uh, was at 3.30 in the afternoon uh, in a barn, bitch. That's right. I said a barn. I'm performing comedy in barns because comedians will go wherever there's a microphone. Also, money. Because uh, <laughs> that's the only way you're really getting a comedian to perform in a barn uh, is if you pay them well, which I got paid very handsomely. Uh, I got a big bag of weed goodies. Uh, shout out to my guy Reese for putting me on that show. I got to close out. I, I don't even want to call it a show. It wasn't really a traditional comedy show. It was actually a weed flea market. Okay. Uh, they do these all over the place here. I'm sure they do where you are too. Wherever there's weed, there's people in a community looking to sell you that stuff. So uh, they rented out this massive barn and there was vendor tables all throughout. There was a DJ and a little uh, stage, not really a stage setup, but 
there was an area for performance in the barn. And boy, is that an experience. Uh, I'm very, I've done shit like this before. Um, and so did the other comics that I was with. Shout out to Tyler Shazma and Jam Easy also. Jam Easy, I performed with that entire day. He, I saw him at 3.30. I saw him at my 8 o'clock show. And then he came and did a set at Midnight Mass on the Saturday too. So that was that was really fun. Uh, chilling with Jam. If you're in Toronto, make sure you look up for Jam Easy. This dude's very hilarious. And uh, he puts on his own shows. Tyler Shazma also. I started comedy with this guy. Uh, he came out from London, Ontario. Very funny guy. We've worked together a bunch on uh, video projects and, and have been on the road together so many times. It was nice to get back on the road with, uh, with Tyler. Definitely going to plan on doing some more stuff, both video and comedy related. But um, the barn show, man. Again, I've done stuff like this, so I, I wasn't really freaking out. But a newer comic would shit their fucking pants. Because it said, like, think of, like, the flea market did not stop, okay? So, obviously, you're not going to shut down a flea market for a comedy show. So, we were essentially just, like, entertainment. We were a part of the entertainment planned for that day. Um, and, essentially, the flea market is just happening. So, people are just walking around, not really paying attention, but they are. I've done this enough to understand it's like, look. You can't really focus on the people that are walking table to table. But if you look around, and I did take time to do this before, uh, before my set, uh, you'll notice the most attention you get is from the actual vendors. Uh, pro tip, if you're ever doing a comedy show for a flea market or anything like that, a stoner market or anything like that, perform for the tables. Because uh, they're, they're stuck at their tables and a lot of the times, there's nobody at the table. And they're there all day. It's a, it's a fucking full-time job for them. It's an eight-hour shift. So I was walking around, and I was noticing when the other guys were up, it was like all the vendor tables that were empty were paying attention to the show. Now, the, the layout of the barn, where the comics and the DJ booth were, kind of hard to see the, the whole scope of the thing. So it could have been very easy to get just like stuck in that little corner and think that nobody's paying attention to you. Uh, shout out to Tyler because he went up first. What a soldier. And he did, he did what you're supposed to do. He figured it out and he started like talking to the people that were walking by and mixing his jokes in between there. Jam Easy is a, is a fucking gangster, bro. That nigga said, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing my set. And he just soldiered through. Um, I go up. Um, I was the closing act for the comedy portion and, and, uh, I followed suit with what Tyler did. I, I stood up uh, there was like this table near the DJ booth. So I stood up on that so I could actually see the whole place. And then I started doing comedy. I just stuck to my set. I did a lot of weed jokes cause obviously I'm at a fucking, um, a weed market and, uh, like maybe three quarters into my set, I start noticing like all the like a lot of people are starting to now walk to the front where the comedy and, and all that stuff was. And uh, in my mind, I'm like, oh, these niggas are coming like I'm, it must be break time. <laughs> maybe they really like what I'm saying. What it turns out was happening was it was almost 420, like on the clock. OK, it was almost 420. And what they did, this is the first time I ever got to fucking partake in this i've seen it before but i was too far away to do anything but what they did was they got a leaf blower and uh and 
if you're confused by what I'm about to say, after the podcast, just YouTube leaf blower um, weed bong. And they turned a leaf blower, a, a fucking motorized, like with a, with a motor, all that shit. They turned a leaf blower into a massive pipe, essentially. They put a big bowl piece at the top uh, where all the air intakes and they filled it with maybe like fucking two, three ounces of weed. And they lit that bitch and they turned on the leaf blower and and just started wreaking havoc on everybody. That And that's when I realized I'm like, oh, they're not here for this right now. They're here for that. And in the middle of my set, I didn't give a fuck. You think I was going to miss out on this? In the middle of my set, I had my microphone in one hand and I just did this. I just leaned over as they just blew smoke directly in my fucking pupils and nostrils and mouth. It was beautiful. And then we got a massive goodie bag and then we were on the road. I came back home. I took a fucking massive nap. I very much missed one of my shows. Um, I double booked by accident. It's it's a th- after that whole time where I'm like I'm gonna take some time off comedy and I'm gonna book all this shit. I did that. Now I'm back, but what I I accidentally did was put a show in my calendar in the wrong week. I put it to next week when it was actually last weekend, and so I was headlining two shows at the same time. I was trying to make it work because one show started at eight. 30 and the other one started at eight but i'm smart and i messaged the producers i'm like look is this going to be possible time wise and the one's like well this show will start around 9 15 9 20 or 8 15 8 20 even though we say eight and the other one starts at 8 30 sharp so i would have been on stage at both shows at the same time which is not possible so um i i had to back out of the one at Backroom Comedy Club, which is where I host Midnight Mass on Saturdays. Wink, wink. Um, but I ended up headlining the 10 o'clock there. So I did the barn show at 3.30, went home, ate, took a nap, got my boy Luke, grabbed the camera, went out to the show uh, for 8. Uh, Patrick Russell, shout out to that guy. Puts on a really fun show at the Social Capital Theater. It's called Date Night. So if you're ever looking for a comedy show, that's kind of catered to couples. Look, look out for date night in the East End. At, uh, so Social Capital Theater. It's a really good show. Once a month, I believe he runs it. Uh, closed that out. Had a really fun time. Drove back to Backroom Comedy Club, which is on the West End of Toronto. So got there. Headlined at 10 o'clock. Had a lot of fun. And we had fucking audience for Midnight Mass, baby. We actually, we had like... 10 people and the crazy part is is that after the show ended which was like 1:40 in the morning this this dude showed up who's come to the show before and he's a real supporter i gotta get his name so i can shout him out properly but um he brought like five of his co-workers they all work late on saturdays or some shit so he's like he's like yo i'll fucking bring people by and uh he showed up after the show and he was ready for a show so that that's fire, man. I'm so happy, bro. I'm feeling I'm feeling very energized about comedy right now. And it's mostly because all that reflection time that I took, that that little bit of time off that I took was enough for me to really fucking start plotting um 
you guys have been hearing me talk about it for the last few episodes, but just restructuring my approach uh, for the next few years going going forward. Or not even the next few years. I literally right now have one to ten years mapped out. Um, and I did before, but I think I was a lot more, I, not I think, I was a lot more loose with it because I was way more concerned with just being like undeniably funny. I got to that point and I got to that point a little bit ago, but obviously it's getting better and better. Each, each time I'm on stage, it gets better. But I have so much uh, of the business side of show business to catch up on. You know what I mean? I was just in a tunnel. I'm like, I'm just going to be supremely funny. But now that I got that, it's like, okay, I've kind of neglected some things. So um, I'm going to start working on that shit more. I got I got some shows in the works and then I got some recordings in the works. That's really as much as I want to say publicly about it right now. Because if there's one thing I've learned, especially through my time in comedy, it's much better to leave things unsaid and just show your work as opposed to talk about shit and then possibly not produce. And I've done that a lot in my career and in my life. I used to, I used to always talk less, do more. How about that? How about that shit? Talk less, do more. That's going to be the episode title right there. Talk less, do more. That's what you should always strive to do in life. Because the more you talk about your plans, it's actually been scientifically proven. To talk about doing something will trigger a response in your brain that is equivalent to actually having done the thing. So you telling people that you're going to do this thing, that you're going to, like, this is my plan, I'm going to accomplish this. You're setting off the dopamine receptors and you're, you're fucking firing on all cylinders in your brain. Your brain doesn't know any different, which is so odd because you, you think that you are in control of all that shit. But like, it really, it's all just chemical reactions, bitch. So you telling somebody that you have an idea or, or a plan that you're going to or want to execute to your brain sets off the same pleasure senses as completing the task. So how about you keep that shit to yourself? And just fucking do the work. And like, I can't even begin to describe how I got this new energy about me right now. I got this new fire lit up under my ass, bro. Because cause I just know how supremely funny I have gotten. And, and all these ideas I've had throughout the years, I finally like am ready to execute. I've compiled them. I've like retooled a bunch. I've been calling a lot of people. I've been getting a lot of phone like doing a lot of phone calls, fucking setting up a lot of meetings and just properly structuring this shit out and writing it down so I can have a visual representation of what I need to do, what I've done and what like, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. A big, big part of the new energy and the new, um, just, just focus is I watched the George Carlin documentary. Uh, HBO just put out a George Carlin documentary uh, directed by Judd Aptow, um, famous comedy director, who like done a bunch of movies, a bunch of Adam Sandler movies and shit. What was a uh, what was that Adam Sandler comedy movie where he actually played a com- damn? I forget now. It was, it was a really good movie. It was just a half hour too long. That one. Anyways, the documentary was fucking amazing. It's two parts. 
Uh, it's four hours total, two hours each part. Uh, the first part covers his early life and early career up until like, up until he got old. And then the second part is when he got old and completely revitalized his career for like the fifth time and went all in on the fucking just I'm a call out the bullshit in society. And um, like if you've been paying attention to the podcast from the beginning, you know that George Carlin is a huge influence of mine. He's one of my top five in, in like, you know, that full, that whole li- he's fucking right here. He's on the wall. That's George Carlin FM AM FM and AM, uh, which is. A really famous uh, recording of his. And it was actually featured in the documentary. Um, I forgot a little bit how much of my radicalness he George just made me comfortable with. I'm a very militant nigga, bro. And the older I get, the less I tolerate in life. <laughs> like, it's just... I just can't do with the bullshit. And when I started comedy, I was like this, but I I, I wasn't producing, um, I wasn't producing the kind of jokes, or at least I wasn't saying the jokes that I wanted to say the way I knew I could say them, or at least the way they were in my head. And um, a lot of the stuff was very radical ideas. And and Carlin is an influence of mine before I even started comedy. Like he's one of my first comedy like guys i grew up watching this guy so i've always been in that mindset of just speak your mind on stage that's what i've always wanted to do you know and uh i've been doing it more and more lately but i think as i progressed in comedy what's been happening is um like i guess that kind of that I think I've been afraid to tap into that aspect of myself more on stage. Because, again, the, the, thing, the thing is, is I really do want to be prolific about this shit. That's what I want for myself out of comedy. And I know that there's so many avenues and angles to comedy. Like, there's... And they're all valid. Uh, but I want to say something meaningful and impactful. But, obviously, everything is through uh, the disguise of comedy. You know what I mean? It has to be funny first. I don't care to spread a message. I'm not up there to try and spread a message. I have shit that I want to say that could be a message, but I, I know at the end of the day, it's all about comedy. Like, this shit has to be funny or it doesn't matter. And um, watching that George Carlin documentary just re-inspired me to, to focus on that aspect Because, like, again, all these rants and shit that I've been putting out from the podcast recently, especially that one with content creation, where I'm just not about content creation. I'm not, I don't want to create stuff that'll just extend your scroll time in life. Go back to the last episode. It's called content creation if you want to hear that conversation. But um, watching that George Carlin documentary just, like, reinforced that, you know what, I, I... I am very much validated in in this route that I want to take with comedy and fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm not going to make memes. I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm going to make meaningful art and put that shit out. And anything I do that's touching comedy is going to be supremely funny. It's not about the, the message, 
but it's about what I want to say. And what I want to say is some heavier shit, especially as I get older and my eyes are just, I have more life experience to draw for, from and my eyes are just more open to the bullshit. I want to call that out, but I don't want to be preachy. And Carlin fucking rode this line. It, like, and he's one of the, he is one of the few to do it so well. Um, and I don't want to go that route. I mean, I'm not Carlin. I'm not trying to fucking sit up there and just do a whole fucking essay. Um, but I, I do, I do think I figured out a way to go about it. And Midnight Mass, my show at Backroom Comedy Club, is gonna be a big, big part of how I start to develop new material for the next little bit going forward. So if you guys want to see me spew new shit constantly in mix with my old stuff and you just want a fun unique experience for a comedy show um and you're in toronto on a saturday make sure you're at backroom comedy club uh for midnight mass at midnight on saturdays I, i'll be there in a whole new format i'll be hosting it myself now and uh i'm going deeper into the comedy church aspect of all of this and all the comics have still been pumping out um confessions so that's been fucking awesome i've been really happy with that uh what else is in the world of comedy norm mcdonald more rips man rip to a canadian goat a canadian icon and just a comedy icon and legend um if you don't know norm mcdonald died of cancer uh not too long ago and uh he didn't tell anybody and that's always been his thing there's even like uh recordings and interviews and all this stuff where he talks about like people who get ill like he never understands why people want to fucking like he's like oh i'm sick let's do the whole fucking big charade it's like nah man just go out the way you want to go out and he did that um to the point where he even kind of created a joke out of it for himself the fact that he didn't tell anybody there's an interview um somebody c compiled all this footage together on youtube and it starts with a clip of Norm Macdonald talking and describing how how he doesn't want, like if he were to get sick, he wouldn't want to tell anybody. He just want to go because he hates how everybody always does those interviews where it's like, I didn't even know he was sick. I didn't even know he was sick. And I'm really butchering how the actual joke is. But it's such a nuanced joke that really only he was in on until he died. And then people pieced together after watching all these interviews of all these famous comedians and celebrities talking about norm when he died they all said i didn't even know he was sick i didn't even know he was sick and then someone fucking pieced together all this footage with that interview clip of norm at the beginning and it was literally a fucking joke that he played on all his friends not telling him it's so the guy is a fucking g man but as he was uh finding out that he had very little time left to live uh it was during covid and he had been shopping a new comedy album. And by shopping, I mean he had been touring all new material. And according to him, he it was done. He was ready to record the comedy special with a live audience and everything. But COVID fucked it all up. And because everything was shut down, he wasn't able to do a recording with an audience. But his doctor told him he wasn't going to live. Like, it wasn't going to happen. So this fucking legend took all his material... And just recorded it himself on his computer. He wore a little suit. He had like a light set up, much like the studio. But it was just him looking into the camera and doing an hour and 20 minutes of just solid material. I watched just over half of it this morning. I'm going to finish the rest after this. 
But it was just so inspiring. I fucking love that guy. And there's literally no, nobody like him before and I dare say after. Like maybe after only because he will have been the influence for newer comics to, to take this style from. But his style was so uniquely his own. Very Canadian. But also very not. Just laid back cool chill guy and like yeah you know i don't you know whatever he really didn't give a fuck what the audience cared like really didn't give a fuck and that's so rare because like he didn't even care if you laughed or not and that's the part like that's the part where as a comic i'm like what the fuck this guy's just in his own world doing his own thing and just more power to him so if you've never watched the Norm Macdonald comedy special, I don't recommend starting with this one. Uh, he has other specials. Hitler's Dog. Watch that. Or Norm doing stand-up, I think, is uh, his first special. He only has two specials anyways. But the one that's on Netflix is Hitler's Dog. And that's really funny. Um, I would start with that. And then he put the newest one out on Netflix. So shout out to Netflix for also putting that out uh after he passed away like he passed away just a couple weeks ago and that special just came out as of this recording like yesterday on the 30th of may uh so yeah george carlin norm mcdonald uh, huge inspirations and influences of mine um so salutes to the ogs um rest in peace much love and respect to to you and your families um other than that Better Call Saul is on hiatus. Got to wait till July until that bitch comes back. I'm not going to do the spoiler thing. Uh, don't worry. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, but holy fuck. That show is so good. That show is so good. Like in terms of character building and world building, the whole Breaking Bad universe is the best TV universe Period. Ever. Um, and Better Call Saul might overtake Breaking Bad for me. We'll see how the last few episodes um, shake out. You know, they won't be released until like July 11th or something. They're taking a little break. Why not milk it? Uh, what else am I watching? Obi-Wan Kenobi. That show started just just last week. Uh, they They aired with one episode, but two parts to the one episode good start very very fucking if you're a star wars fan you'll enjoy it obviously um there's some stuff that might break canon but i'm sure like it's just one episode so i'm sure it'll actually sort itself out um and then the shot of darth vader the way they cut to that actually freaked the shit out of me i was not expecting that cut I thought the episode was actually going to be over when uh, when they cut to him. And the way they show him, and it's Hayden Christensen too, the way they show uh, Darth Vader for the first time in the show was very jarring. And that was the moment where I'm like, oh, this could be really good. Like, this could be really good. But that's enough for the nerd session. All right, baby. All right, baby. All right, all right, baby. Um... Yeah, man, this is the most complete episode in a while. So I think we're back. I think we're back on track, baby. I I, I even did a poll. Uh, pause. I I I put out a poll question. I don't know if I want to do it right now. I might save it for next week. Um, because I just put it up this morning, 
and uh, it hasn't got all the votes, you know? So, so I'll wait till next week for that. But as of right now, let's do a fucking theme and get out of here, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Obi-Wan Kenobi fucking jabroni sucking on a titty. Yeah, yeah, you know me. Check it out, baby. I, I, I like you. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna dyke you. What does that mean? It means let's get another girl and let's have sex. You can say that I am a, a pervert or I am a, a fucking, no, don't say I'm a pervert actually. What the fuck? This is all consensual, by the way. Like, come on. What? <laughs> I did five shows this past weekend. F -f 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 five shows this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This past weekend. George Carlin, Norm MacDonald. Yeah, bop, bop, bo. Well, that was nothing. Uh, but it's hen dog that this is all going to. So, you know, he'll bring back pure fire. Pure fire. Jim Carrey, liar, liar. I'm going to play something called Desire. I would like to touch on a butt, a lady butt, whether, whatever, bro, it's done. This has been episode 23 of season three, ladies and gentlemen, of Black Sousa Podcast. There is one thing that I missed for that theme, and I'll do it right now. Hey, it's Dog, or hey, it's Dog. There it is. Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode 23 in the books. I am AKA Black Zeus on all social media. Make sure you follow me, DM me. Let's fucking chat. Let's get to know one another. Um, also, much love to anybody who's already subscribed to the YouTube. I know I say this a lot, and I'm, again, going back to the fucking, like, do, don't, like, don't say do. I'm just going to stop telling you guys what I got in the works, because every time I tell you, it's like, I don't really have a, a hard date yet for some of this stuff. So to keep telling you is like, I got shit in the works is like, I'm going to start sounding a little goofy if I keep telling you this stuff in the works, but make sure you just subscribe to the YouTube channel. It'll start to look cleaner, um, sooner than later, but I still haven't done any of that thumbnail work or any of that shit. But as of right now, we're pumping out content. Ugh, we're pumping out videos. I almost threw up saying content and, um, yeah, I love y'all. Thank you for the support. Uh, be back here next Wednesday. iTunes, Google, Spotify, all that good shit. I'm Black Zeus. Peace, peace. Hey, it's Hen Dog. All right, baby. All right, all right. Obi Wan Kenobi, fucking jabroni, sucking on the titty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me. I, I, I like ya. I, 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 I like ya. I wanna, 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 wanna dike ya. What does that mean? It means let's get another girl and let's have sex. You can say that I am a pervert. No, don't say I'm a pervert, actually. This is all consensual, by the way. Like, come on. What? Like, come on. Pure fire. Jim Carrey, liar, liar. I'm gonna play something called desire. I would like to touch on a butt, touch on a butt.